up guys we're back again the quarter reset podcast thank you guys for watching thank you guys for tuning in we're back we're taking kind of a hiatus but you know what we were saying this is the one of the two of the last episodes that we're going to have for season one of the quarter reset podcast yes so, sir so thank you guys for watching please subscribe give a like share to your friends your family you know how it goes you, you know, know what i'm saying you know what i mean you know, you know, what the, you vibes. know the vibes so yeah Hello, Queen. How are you? Hi, Vincent. I'm great. How are you? I'm good, man. I ain't seen her for a long oh, time. Oh, hi, Vincent. I'm great. How are you? I know. <laughs> I, they, say, they heard my name already. It doesn't really matter. Call me whatever. But okay. call me Basil. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how's, how's it going, man? How's it been, man? It's been good, man. I've got a lot on my plate right now. So, you know, just really busy. But, you know, getting there. Can't complain what I want to do. So, yeah. What about you? Same over here, really. Getting locked in, getting busy. You know, end of uni as we're recording, there's a lot of deadlines and stuff like that. But we still got time to record a little bit of a podcast here and there. So. Yeah, we ain't got a choice, do ain't we? Got a cho- this is our life. This is our livelihood. We like yeah. to talk about topics. Yeah, so we like to talk. What further ado, let's introduce the guest that you already seen next to um, Aquia. Who are you? Uh, my name is Effie. My gosh, you need to speak louder into the mic, girl. Bruh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Effie. Say hello to the viewers, then. Hi. <laughs> this is my cousin, guys. So yes, welcome FA to the Culture Research Podcast for the first time. How okay. are you feeling? I feel great. We're glad to have you here. Oh, thank you. You're all right. Yeah, so <laughs> FA, tell us a bit about yourself and what you do, you know, all the stuff you do, man. Okay, so I'm 20. I go to university in an unnamed university. Um, I study English Lit. I grew up in... Ghana, mm. and I moved here when I was sixteen. Okay. Yes, yes. What do you study? English lit. She said. Oh, she did say English lit. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's mad. And so I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So anyway, yes, we're back here to talk about a topic, and interestingly that you talked about Ghana, we're gonna have we're having a conversation about Ghana, well, Nigeria, you know, England. You know, where we're from. So, Queer, introduce the episode. What are we doing today? So, today, the episode we are doing, we are having a discussion about being an African, a part of the diaspora, and being an African, a native African. So, being raised in Africa. Beautiful. Obviously, she was raised in Ghana, but she was born in the UK. I'm from Ghana, born and raised in London. And I'm you Nigerian, are, yeah. born and raised in England as well. Yeah. But so. for the viewers, um, for someone who has never heard the word diaspora before, what, what does that mean to them? Diaspora is basically, yeah, <laughs> basically the, um, so for example, I'll just give an example to make it easier. So you have parents that have migrated to a different part of the world. You are part of the diaspora, whether that's Jewish diaspora, African diaspora, Caribbean diaspora, all of that stuff. So yeah, I am part of the diaspora, me and Vincent, because we are first, second generation Africans in a different country, part of the world. That's playing it well. Yeah, go on. What would you, like, when would someone not be a diasporan? I guess when they're born and raised in a different country. What does that mean to be born and raised in a different country? Because, like, there's people who grew up in Ghana until they were, like, I don't know, 11, and then grew up here. Would you consider them part of the diaspora, or do they just um, be... I I don't know. I don't think I would. Would you? Interesting. I mean, I feel like 
you can claim diaspora if your formative years were in a different country. Okay. That's what I think. Let me Google that. Yeah, Google it, Google it. I was actually trying to Google it. And the meaning that actually came up for me here is, well, it said for Jewish people anyway. The, the, the yeah, they, they use Jews as like the main diasporans, the ones that, you know, the... Because yeah, they've been displaced. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, they have been. Yeah. It's the dispersion or spread of any people from their original homeland. Yeah. So there's a big African diaspora in the UK. Yeah, yeah. basically. Or another word for it is migration. People who have migrated from their country to come to this country and then the children of the country that they've moved from are growing up and they're, they are part of the diaspora. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so are the parents not part of the diaspora? The parents are also part of the diaspora, but the children mm. growing up, they're kind of maybe like a first or second generation and depend on how many generations have lived in are that. Are you first generation? I'm a first generation um, generation to boy. the nation. What's that really, man? No, yeah, that's funny. No, I'm a first generation. Um, my mom and my dad came to Nigeria. Came to the England. Came <laughs> <laughs> to Nigeria. Take time, take time, take time. <laughs> no, my, my parents came to England, um, like, maybe like a few years just before I was born. So, um, yeah, that's it. My parents came here quite um, young. My Our parents were born in the UK, not oh. in them. Was your mum born in them as well? No. Where was she born? Um, in, in London? Is it? That's interesting though because we don't get a, well to my knowledge you don't get really a lot of like Africans who are like second generation it's probably more like the Caribbeans. Mm. I, that's okay. You see, this is why I asked the question: What would you consider diaspora? Because I don't think they would consider themselves diasporans, but like they did grow up here to an extent, and they moved back to Ghana and came back in like their twenties. No, before that. Is it? Yeah. When? Because my mom went to college here. Oh, my dad went uni here as well. Yeah, like college and uni. So like, they are part of diaspora because they were born here, but they but their formative years were in Ghana. Do you know what I mean? It, it's a techie word to use. I feel like. Well, I, I, I want to know that me. I'm from Ghana. Question about what you would consider part of the diaspora. Mm. It, like, would it be? It, does there need to be a driving force behind them leaving, or is it just like? No. Like a, I'm leaving because I feel like it. No, mm. I don't think it has to be a driving force. Number I think seven. there might have to be a driving force. Why though? Because if there's no driving force and you're just moving for vibes, like, are you really just... But why not? Yeah, but you can move for vibes and you can just, like... You can definitely move for vibes. Yeah. And be a diasporan. <laughs> yeah, because then you have children here and, like, you know... No, the I, children... mean, I mean... No, that's not what I mean, though. Okay, I know I'm throwing the curve, curve ball in here. Yeah? I know this sounds mad, but... Throw it. If, uh, um, say, like, Americans, we hear a lot of Americans moving back to Ghana, yeah? Is an American moving back to Ghana and having their children over there part of their American diaspora? Like... African Americans. African Americans, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Um, I don't think so, you know. Cause, okay, cool. Being a part of the diaspora, do you have to, like, there's have to be a lot of you dispersed, like, because obviously, like, there's a lot of Africans that have moved Ooh, to yeah. the UK. Do you know what I mean? I think it's like a dispersal of people. Like for example, the Jewish diaspora, they were displaced. Africans have moved to the UK, moved to wherever. So a diaspora is basically, if you want to class it then, a group of a it cultural is background. It's the dispersion or spread of any people from their original homeland. So that means then probably has to be multiple points of people. An example of the diaspora. Diaspora describes people who have left their home country, usually involuntary, to foreign countries around the world. 
Examples of these include the removal of Jewish people from Judea, the removal of Africans through slavery, and most recently the migration, exile, and refugees of Syrians. So Americans, yeah. whether they like it or not, they're part of the diaspora, right? No, they are part of the diaspora. Yeah. They they are because obviously that mm. you know they've t- been taken from their homeland to and... a different land. Mm, okay, okay, cool. So, um, uh, Fa, you said that you were. You were born. You were born here. Yeah. Moved to Ghana. Yeah. And then moved back here again. Yes, sir. When did you move back to Ghana? So, permanently mm. around like five, six. Um, okay. Yeah, my mom started working in Ghana, so you know she had to take me with her. Mm. And yeah. Paint me the picture. Paint me if you can paint me the picture <laughs> of like. When was that Chill. time <laughs> when you had to, when your, let's say your mom told you that, oh, Effie, we're going back to Ghana. I must have told her, she was a baby. I think I've got a choice. She's going. I mean, you could have. You like, could be going to Asda and next thing you know, you're on a plane to Ghana. Yeah, but if you, you, <laughs> can, still, you can still picture it a, a, a tiny bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, what was definitely. that like for you, like, of that age? Yeah, so I don't, I don't know whether she had a conversation with me. I don't. If she did, I don't remember that part. I'm not gonna lie, an African mother, she, you're not having a conversation. You're actually five years old. Realistically, yeah. you're being taken. Like I don't, I don't remember the whole lead up to the move. I don't remember being on the plane. Like I don't remember yeah. the whole process of it. But I do remember like hating it, like violently hating moving. Violently, really? because you know that you know that feeling when you get off the plane and the heat just hits you. <laughs> that heat, that and when, heat. when the heat never leaves. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was such a different life and also like i was the only one living in ghana mm. of my whole family like no one's ever lived there the way i did and mm. so and she was like my best friend when i was a kid as well Aww. besties so like <laughs> being removed from my whole family and yeah. going to this country that i didn't really know and at the time like Accra, across today is not the Accra that i moved to do you know okay. what i mean it's changed a lot since then um, so yeah, t- talk to about talking to me about that Accra then. Can I say what something? Like? That was something really hard for you because like mm. obviously we had a very close family and all of us lived around each other as well. Yeah, we did everything together. So that must have been so hard for you to just yeah, like up exactly, and go exactly. to a different country. It's like where's my family? Where are my cousins? <laughs> did, you, did, you feel, did you feel alone then? That's what I'm saying. I think I was too young to really because the thing is as well when we first moved it wasn't permanent. So we started moving around like when I was four-ish. So. I actually went to like two schools at the same time, so okay. I would go to school here for like a term. What? Go to Ghana How old does that for even the rest work? of the year? What? Come back for a term. No and then, way. Yeah, for like wow. two years, I went to two different schools. No way. Literally, I didn't know this. I don't think my mum. I don't think my mum like really knew whether she was mm. permanently moving or not. Mm. I think her what she thought was that she was just helping out. Okay. In um, Ghana. In Ghana mm-hmm. with grandma. Mm. But then, obviously, she made a decision to move permanently. So what was that? Why did she make the decision? Like, what was it for her that she wanted to stay? Okay, uh, I don't know if we should be airing family. Oh, okay. Like, you don't have to yeah. say. Oh. <laughs> I want to. I want to know more about your it's experience. Deep, but like, you know. okay. But um, yeah. So it was obviously I don't remember everything because I was mm. really young. And to be honest, as a kid, I probably I was probably loving it, like going on planes every few months, like going. From my friends here to my friends there. Do you know mm. what? Like, it was a bit of a good life mm. to an extent. But I do remember, like, going to school, to the school that I went to. So I went to a couple of schools. And then when I finally settled in the school that I was going to for a long time, mm. um, I remember crying so much because, oh. like, I just, I wasn't comfortable in the country. And 
the school that I went to started at seven and ended at five p.m. <laughs> and so, like, it was really hard for me to like be away from my mom from for that long as well. Was like, it easy to get to school around those times? Like traveling to school, traveling back. Okay, so where we lived in particular was just really far, and at the time, like Ghana wasn't Accra wasn't that developed, so the roads were really really bad. Mm. So if you want to get to school, okay, so assembly would start at like ten to eight, but you have to get to school at like seven thirty, and the roads were just really bad. Honestly, like it was dirt roads. Traffic as well. Yeah, even to this come day. On, come on, <laughs> really? Accra traffic yeah, is. Come on. Is yeah. Trucking Ghana is crazy, man. Yeah. So. It was it was tough. It was a toughie. Mm. Yeah. But like also as well, okay, cool. It's tough and stuff like that, yeah. What about like actually being at school itself, that, that whole experience, like what was that like? What do you mean? In terms of like you know, being around people that like okay, cool, you What's the difference in school? Yeah, yeah, what is the difference? Thank you, Queer. <laughs> and let's talk about older days as well, because obviously you can sit swim in London. So mm-hmm. what's, the dif- what's the difference in that like, educational system? And like, because for me, okay. seeing like being in secondary school and seeing like an African come in to like the UK, they were always smarter than us, like always, well, always. Nah, I thought that different. Greg, everyone, everyone's always said that. Like everyone I spoke to yeah. said this have always it's said true. like, there's no way that an African coming to the UK is gonna be dumber than us there's no way like in this earth maybe your experience my experience is different from that but I, I don't I, agree because i no <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> nah, i feel like from my own experience of like africans coming here maybe like i would view or like us my class or like where i grew look up in school and stuff they look kind of look down at them yeah. used to call the fresh of the boat and all yeah, of that yeah but that mean that. they're not smart yeah but then like we kind of had that connotation of putting on them that they, they might not be as smart, they might be dumb, mm. they might not speak properly. Obviously, they won't speak oh, so proper you English. Just, and, you just couldn't see if they yeah, were smart. Yeah, we couldn't perceive, your, yeah, because okay, of the, cool. you know what I mean? Yeah, but they yeah. definitely were 100%. Like, they were always top of the class. Like, they knew more. They were, especially maths, maths, their <laughs> yeah. brain is screwed up. You're from Nigeria as well. <laughs> 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 like, I think, um, I think, okay, so we had a conversation recently on Independence Day. Um, a couple of Ghanaian societies from uni, from different unis, had um, like a talk, um, and one girl made the comment that she, because someone was saying that um, she feels like the Ghanaian education educational system is not the best, and mm. one girl who actually went through it and goes to uni here now, she was saying that she feels like it really does prepare you for um, education abroad. Um, mm. It's a lot harsher, I think. So was the girl that said she feels like the education system in Ghana is not as good here? She, she went had to an international school. In Ghana? In Ghana. Okay. Yeah. But the other girl that went to like a local school in Ghana... It's not a local school. She probably still went to like a private school, but there's, mm. there's different levels to private schools. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you have the private schools that do GCSEs, like international GCSEs, and you have and a levels and you do you have the private schools that still do the west african educational system mm. um so they do something called wasi and bce and all okay. these did like, you have west african like no oh. i did IGCSEs and a levels well oh because it's because of the fact that it was in like an international school um yeah yeah okay and did you was was there more stricture over there did you finish though what you were saying what she said it prepares you Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So she she was just making the point that um, a lot of people <laughs> just continue. Sorry, Mike, a lot of people look down on the educational system in Ghana, but 
she feels like he genuinely like prepared her because they the thing is they are very strict but because they're that strict like mm. a lot of people end up being very studious and mm, like yeah they know exactly what's in that textbook like yeah. do you know what i mean and i think when you make the comparison between going to school in ghana and going to school here i think you need to think about the level of education because i went from going to a private school in ghana to a state school here Hmm. so like the people that you're talking about who are smarter like you also need to think about that aspect as well Mm, what type of school they went to what type of school they went to in africa yeah yeah and even like in within the uk like even in london different schools have different like levels of teaching as well and even you have to consider the fact that if you have the opportunity to move from africa to here like whoever is moving you is probably telling you like you need to pattern like you need to make sure mm, you get good mm. grades i don't bring you here for no reason like yeah you're going to appreciate the opportunity a lot more than yeah people and i definitely feel like in the uk we do not value education like i i've seen that a lot even within myself i feel like from i started valuing education last last year 2019 mm. when i moved abroad like before then i didn't do my university work in secondary school sixth form i would i was a bad student because I would just talk. I wouldn't. You get your work done when because you, you have to for your exams and stuff. But the actual learning process, you don't value it. Yeah. And leaving the country, like I really start to value education and really see what I can get from it. Yeah. So yeah, we really don't value education. I agree. Like, I feel like all. I feel like it's because of the fact that like oh, it's like we feel like it's a chore to go into school. Yeah. And because definitely. obviously we don't pay in this we pay but we don't pay in the sense of like our parents actually paying out of the pocket like that mm. it's tapped through the system yeah. so because of the fact that it's like tapped through the system we're just like oh yeah school's free whatever it's really not free i don't think it's any, not free it's not free and that's what people need to understand that yo go to university we are paying for this shit mm-hmm. so you better use it and use it properly don't go and do bullshit go and use the resources that we have that are free mm. when i went to america th- my teachers used to say like guys this and this is free but you're paying for it it's not free it's not free you are paying for these resources it is not free use them and it's so true like we really think that uni uni's not free like school's not free in america it's even a lot different and it's more expensive in america as well yeah Yeah, definitely like student loans is a big big deal in america yeah it really is i feel like here it's not that big of a deal because it's like if you don't if you're not earning enough like you don't have to pay it type of thing so I feel like a lot of people don't see it as a real debt. Like, mm. yeah, it's not really considered like a real debt. No, it is though. Is it? Yeah, definitely. Like people, people don't. People just feel like why should I go to uni and end up with this big debt? Like, yeah, it's, it's a big deal because it's only uni. after certain years where it gets cut off. Not like straight after. But that's after a long time. Like especially in this country, it's like over yeah, after, after a long years. time. After a long. No, time. the reason I was saying that was because I was speaking to a financial advisor at my uni, and she was telling me how like they don't really see student debt as like real debt. Because it's like, if you can't afford to pay, you don't have to. Maybe she doesn't, but, but it's, it's, it's a real it's debt. A real people are paying off, like, my family members are paying off their the family there. Yeah. You go to work, you're paying it off. Like, yeah. you're going you're gonna to be earning a good amount of money after university, and you're going to be paying that off. Exactly, because it will tax you in your in your tax record. Right, that's like that. that's coming out your paycheck. But yeah, we're we're talking too much about finance. Maybe that can be another episode. Let's bring it back to Not the really, diet. But, okay. Yeah, but kind of like you I'm know, at school, but okay, school and you know, but um. Now, Effie, coming back to the UK and studying in the UK, what was that like for you? Okay, so... Speak up a bit as well, if you can. I... So, okay, before I moved, I thought it was going to be super easy. 
Like, I thought I was going to rock up to school and everyone's going to be like, oh my God, look at this new girl. I must befriend her. Because <laughs> in Accra, like, especially in my school, because we had very small classes, like, in the whole year, there would only be 40 people. Mm. So wow. we were kind of like a family, like, and. In a whole year, 40 people? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, we we're kind of like a family. So how many people in a class? New, um, 20. Okay. So that, that even that even like increased over the years. Like it used to be sixteen, then it was eighteen, then twenty. So there's two classes. Yeah, two Mad. classes for every year. Was Mad. it like a new in a, was it like a new international school then? Um, when I started in reception, it was new. Okay. Um, it was established in two thousand and two. Yeah. Okay. Whereas there were new. there were more established international schools in the mm. country. Um, and other schools have bigger classes as well. But ours was just a very small school. And so we're kind of like a family. So anyone new who came, like we kind of embraced them and we tried to oh. embrace them as much as possible. Because uh, um, you knew who was new. That's unheard of though, to be fair, in like schools. Mm, not necessarily. Some schools, like lots of schools, you don't really hear like family. Nah, like with my school, I think it depends on the dynamic, innit? Because in my form class, we were very close. Like in my school, it was just my form. My secondary school, we were like this. Yeah. Like my year group was like this. I was going to say, your year group in particular always shocks me because you guys were so close. Yeah. And I didn't see that kind of thing in my year group. And I thought it would be like that. Did you guys go to the same school? Nah. Yeah. But oh. went to the same sixth form, but obviously you know, we weren't in the same. The same I wasn't year, there when the she was there. Bracket, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, FA, yeah, continue. I can interrupt you. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> International school, and then when you moved to yeah, the Yeah, UK. yeah, So when, when new people came, like, you knew, like, mm. and it was almost like your responsibility to make them feel welcome. And so when I came here, I thought that was going to be the case. I didn't know um, classes were that big. I didn't know year groups could be more than 100 people. Mm. Um, this is in sixth form. Because even in yeah, sixth, in sixth form, form, classes were really small. Yeah, the, very class, small. the classes are small, but the year group is really big. And you can imagine, like, me walking in on my first day in, you know, how they mm. have the, um, what's that place called? The refectory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like on the, the first study day room place. On, yeah, on the okay. first, refectory. where people eat um, lunch and stuff. Is it in the small room or the actual big study? No, 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 the small room. Oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so on the first Damn. day of school, walked in, they were like, everyone go to the refectory, and it was like over 100 people. What? And like the factory is a small room next to the office, no? Next to um the, cafe- the canteen. Cafeteen. Oh shit! Yeah, the, huh? the tiny room. And what with computers? With computers? No, there's no computers. Just couches. You know the place with com- computers? Yeah. Then there's the cafe cafeteria thing. Yeah. And right opposite it. Oh, so like the study room place. The refectory, yeah. Yeah, it's okay, the refectory. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like the one, the computer room. No, That's no, no, thinking, no. what? That's tiny. The refectory. And like, I didn't know what to do. And I asked this girl, I actually walked in with a girl and she was speaking to me and I asked her like, oh, can you introduce me to people? And all she did was like, hi guys, this is her, she's new. Hi guys, this is her, she's new. And that was it. Like, that was <laughs> yeah. actually it. Yeah. And I thought it would be a thing where people would know that I was new. And so people would approach me. But because it was a thing that like, there were externals coming from different schools and like, mm. Apparently that year there was a lot of externals as well. So people just kind of did their own thing. Like people, everyone was new. Basically. Everyone was okay. new. And people came with their friends as well. People already knew people at the school. So yeah, yeah, it was very difficult because I was just kind of like, I don't know what to do. Because even with me going to that sixth form, I'm external as well. So I was new. Okay. But I still had friends. But if my friends are not in, I'm by myself because yeah, yeah. I ain't going to no one else. You're you know what I mean? Fresh. Like, yeah, because no, I, I knew people there, but I think... I guess that's just, that's just me in general. Like, I'm just a person to myself. Mm. So if my friends are not in, 
or I don't see someone that like I'm proper cool with, even if I know you, I'm not gonna come you just, chill you with. Just keep, you just keep. I'll be to myself. Yeah, you keep to yourself. Yeah. That's that's interesting because like my sixth form, I I, I stayed at my school mm. when we had a sixth form before we closed down. So I knew right. lots of the people there. Anyway. Oh damn, it closed down. <laughs> yeah, the sixth one closed down. That's why? Sad. <laughs> it's it's. I think it's just because they had didn't have enough money to fund it or something oh, like that. Damn, that's sad. Yeah, it just turned into academy academy recently anyway. But oh, my school's an academy. My secondary school's an academy. Oh okay okay. Yeah. But yeah, we keep interrupting. If it keeps continuing, madam. No, that's she it. Wasn't yeah, that was it. That was it. Like it was just very You're difficult confused, because, mate. like, there were so many people, and I didn't really know how to navigate that. Um. Because I thought people would be welcoming to me. but And another thing was, like I said, I went to the same school from when I was like five mm. up until I was 16. And so I'd never been the new kid before. And so I didn't know how to like navigate that in a whole new country as well. Like it was mm. just very difficult. That would have been difficult. You're actually you, in a different country. Did you country. get your sense of like, this is going to be an interesting word, Ident- identity crisis? Um, from moving schools. Or moving countries and then moving into different schools. I don't think my identity crisis came from moving schools. Like, yeah, I don't think it came from that. I think my identity crisis came later on when, like, because one interesting thing about growing up in, um, I guess, Africa is that you don't really think about race. Mm. Like, Yeah, definitely. Race is not a thing. Race isn't a thing. Because like, everybody just looks the same. Uh, not even that. Like as long as you're, <laughs> as long as you're from there, <laughs> it's true. But everybody looks the same. Really. As long as you're from there and like you have a black parent, they'll just call you Ghanaian. Like you're accepted as a Ghanaian, and that's it. Even yeah. even even though you're light skinned even though they'll point out your light skin, you're black in it. It's not like they're trying to other you. It's more like I'm just pointing out your skin color, literally. Yeah. Do you know that's actually interesting because I feel like. I don't know if I was mixed and had gone to... I think it depends on... I guess it depends if you grow up in Ghana or not because, like, I see... I would find it annoying, like, being a mixed person going to Ghana and someone always saying, oh, Obroni, 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 every day. What does day. Obroni mean? It means white. Ah, okay. Like, Obroni, Obroni, and it's just like... Because <laughs> I see how they treat my cousin. It's just Ebo. it's jarring. It's just like, every day, Obroni, Obroni, Obroni. It's like, chill, like, fam. It's because they're fascinated, though. Why are you fascinated? <laughs> Why are you because fascinated? everyone's black. <laughs> you're not black. Everyone's black. But you're mixed. But everyone's black. Like, I would say, like... What? Did they call you Obroni? I mean, people who don't know me, yeah. I think it depends if you grew up there as well, because you obviously had the accent and everything as well. So if you're coming from but before abroad... before I speak, they see my skin colour. But mm. are there a lot of li- lighter-skinned Ghanaians, anyway? I mean... I guess I, so. Because I know Nigerians, we, we have like kind of fair people as well, but... I don't, I don't think it's on the scale to Niger- of Nigerians. I don't... Because I feel like there's a lot of light-skinned Nigerians. There I is a lot. I don't think it's on that kind of level there's definitely like light-skinned Ghanaians but I think you can also just tell the difference between a mixed race person yeah, I feel yeah like you can, you're light can. Skin, doesn't yeah. mean you're not like you're not gonna be you're black but I will say like if you are very light they will still call you a brony like is it there was, there was a woman I knew who worked at hairdressers like she was really like she was like my skin color mm. um not now when I'm tanned mm. um and yeah if she walks down the street they'll, they'll still say that like almost to tease her because it's like uh. why are you so light-skinned <laughs> what the hell <laughs> Oh mm. my yeah. god, that's mad, bro. How was your experience in school? My experience in school and being African. Yeah. Um. And your experience with like maybe people coming from Africa. You kind of touched on it, but going yeah, yeah. Let depth. me go into detail. Um. So like me going into secondary school, I kind of knew at the point I wasn't African, but I never like 
understood what an African was. In terms of? In terms of, like, just understand that I'm Nigerian, like, I'm a black person. Um, my family are here, um, you know. You weren't conscious of, like, your race and yeah, your Yeah, I weren't conscious. Your I just, identity. Yeah, I wasn't, because mm. all, all my life, up to probably the point where I went to university, I was a lot of the time around black people. So well, I went to a black primary school. I went to I went to three black primary schools. Went to a black secondary school. Went to a black sixth form. Um. So all, all, I'd never really at that age around eleven. I went. I was just. I was just there. I just didn't think about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just vibing. I was just vibing. Um. I think as you should though. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But then yeah. this is where in it's, the ideal world, did not it? We should be vibing. You know what I mean? But that's that's when reality when hits. Reality. Hits. You're black. Uh-huh. <laughs> because like there was this thing of like you all know back in the day queer africans caribbeans mm-hmm. we always used to be and ghana versus nigeria uh-huh. i really want to know if you guys were proud to be african when you were growing up i was Do you want to start in school in school in like the wider society because i weren't really privy to the wider society in terms of like i never put my eye onto the ground of it but like in terms of like being proud, of, yeah, I was still proud to be African. Can you like go into like proud, like go into more depth about it? Um. Okay. So, I don't doubt that you guys were proud as to be African, like mm. in in terms of within yourselves. Like, of course, you won't deny being African or anything. I think at home, like you loved your culture and mm. like you were you wanted to do more to be in touch with your culture but i don't agree with that because i don't think i wanted to to do more to be in touch with my culture because i feel like i felt that was my culture do you know what i mean i didn't see more than that until Mm. i got older and i realized oh wait there's something there that i'm missing yeah 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 i agree i can't lie it's i knew i was that but like there was something new and like my knowledge of understanding being african now is different to like almost 10 years ago yeah you know what i mean so but like going back to what I'm saying, yeah. Wait, can she? Wait, who was talking? You I was asking the question. You asked. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Did you finish the question? Not really. But All right, go on. <laughs> okay, hold, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. hold your question. Let him finish what he was saying, yeah. and then come back and ask okay. us. I'm not, I'm not even gonna take long on that yeah, one. Yeah, but basically, like, reality hitting because like there was this thing that started, which I mentioned earlier on podcast, like oh, fresh off the boat and stuff like that. So the Africans, all Africans are fresh off the boat, and then this <laughs> thing of like um, Forbes. It, Forbes. I hate. I hate. <laughs> I hated that word. Oh I hated that word so much. I hated the fact that like, um, even though Ebola was tied to like Africa and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're, Afri- if you're African, <laughs> if you're African, you're in, but you have Ebola and oh all of that. Oh my god. And it's like there was always a, there's always a sense of war between the Caribbeans and the Africans. And then yeah, sometimes the Nigerians will come out, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes the Nigerians will come out and then the Ghanaians will go outside with the Caribbeans. So I'm like, raw, bro. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, actually, Nigerians and Ghanaians actually hated each other. We hated each other. It's yeah. so weird. I was even speaking to my friend the other day about how, like, the whole Nigerian jollof versus Ghanaian jollof thing, it doesn't exist in Ghana. Like, really? I think it's you guys, honestly. No, because I've heard Africans mention it. I feel like I a think, lot of Africans do mention it. I think it's become a it. thing now, but I feel nah, like Nah, I think it it's started. always been the thing. Because like, I've always mm, seen it. It's always mm, been the thing. Maybe not in Africa, in the UK, yeah. That's, but, what, you're saying, that's so. what I'm saying. Yeah. But like... I've seen like people in Africa like me on socials like talk about it. Definitely on socials now, but like before it was never a thing. Do like, you know why uh, it's on socials now though? It's because of these review people reviewing um, different African food. No. Yeah. No, that's yeah. the reason why this is yeah, about. Yeah, that's part of the reason why. No, it's not. This but is a very happened, recent happened, thing. Yeah. This has been going on for a very long time. 
Yeah, but we're talking about on social media now, though. Yeah, and I'm talking about social media. I'm not talking about this whole what Americans are doing. That is irrelevant because they're actually just. That's a whole different topic, honestly. <laughs> that one is actually ridiculous. Like, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't lie. But not in terms of that, but just in terms of Africans in general, Nigerians and Ghanaians. I've seen it on social media, like them talking about, oh, watch love is better. Yeah, I, I, even though I like playing in it, I find it dumb because it's just I, like it's I find it annoying. annoying. And you know what? You would like do some things when we first first met. Hey, hey, hey listen about oh, I, God, don't, speak, like, I, don't, I don't speak for the whole country though. I and speak you know for what? myself. And you know what? Please. No, you, I think you even said something on a podcast. Yeah, what? The first one we did, mm. you mentioned something about Nigeria or something. Like, what did I say? Like, do you know the, the whole, like, it's kind of like the whole battle thing. And my friend was watching it and she was like, she looked at me like, huh? Because <laughs> it's like, people still do that. And I was like, yeah, thinking, yeah people still do that shit. It's still, like, it's still, like, on the rule though, it's still in us. No, not in me. Is it me or? <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> not in me. That That is so childish. No, like, that is so childish. But do you know it's it's no honestly no no shade to you yeah yeah, yeah. it is so childish it yeah, is so pathetic is. and it's just like Ugh, like literally stop. like someone will, someone will be minding their business under their comments nigeria versus ghana <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> why where's the relevance nah, i can't lie though with the nigeria Golo, um, nigeria versus um ghana jollof yeah it's just like i think for me it's for banner but like if we're being really really find it funny i find me a person i find it funny it's just childish. because yeah, it's just shut up. I don't think it makes sense. I don't think it makes sense because even with Ghana, why is it funny though? <laughs> no, it's just because it's like when you've grown up on that thing of like battling in Nigeria versus Ghana. Like for but me, I grew up for on me, it too. for me, it kind yeah. of is still in bit for lots of people. It's like kind of it's still kind of been instilled in you in a yeah, way. I so, but like but I don't know, but. <laughs> 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 but like, <laughs> she lied. <laughs> but like, I think Nigerians are bit. I still bitter. Nah, we're not bitter. We're not bitter. Please, I beg, I beg, I beg. We're not bitter. But like, for me, it turns out I think it's all down to the cook. If you're shit at cooking, you're shit at cooking. That's what I was gonna yeah. say because I feel it like is. people act like there's one recipe that every single Ghanaian follows and every single Nigerian <laughs> follows. Like we all. But I can't lie. The Senegal, they, they, apparently, the way they cook it, apparently, is the nicest one though. But I wouldn't what, know. What I does that mean? It, what do you like, mean yeah. the way they cook it? Because everyone cooks different. That's yeah. the thing. That's what I said. Apparently, it, it because that's the, that, that, that's the problem. Is yeah, we like when we and this is in general society. Yeah, I this is a comment on society. Yeah, hold on. Okay, we like to generalize. So when we see one thing of one thing, we like to put it in that bracket, and then we, when you see other things on another thing, we put it into that bracket. That's yeah. how we are in society. That's how we manage society because it makes it e- easier for us to comprehend. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, what's your question? Do you put bell peppers in your jollof? I'm crying. Yes. Okay. Do you that's, a, that's a Nigerian way. No, do you mean it like... Is, bell, I think it is more Nigerian than Ghanaian. Do you, think bell, do you mean bell peppers yeah. in terms really nice of blending there. it? Yeah, and blending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a Nigerian way. It's nice though. Very. Yeah. My mum's jollof rice is... Yeah. I can't lie. I do, I've tried I've tried Ghanaian jollof rice. Yeah, it's actually nice. Who Ghanaian jollof? I've had it in the past. <laughs> I said I've had Who's? it. Who's? was it? I don't remember the person, but I remember in the past. I think it was maybe like a church event or something, and I tried it. It was actually. This difference is the rice we use. I guess it's the rice we use. Basmati versus. Yeah, but Nigeria, some Nigerians, some Nigerians. Anyway, let's not talk about that that Ghanaian jollof. You know, whatever. But like um. Going back to what I was saying by my experience, I think, like, it was just mad just because of the fact that we're just constantly always battling and then, like, Africans in general got called out and stuff like that. I don't remember what, so I can't tell you. But it's, it, it's sometimes there was parts of me where, like, 
I had to question myself, like, am I really proud to be African? Am I really an African? And that's probably subconsciously, not maybe yeah. consciously, oh, okay. but like, as in word, subconsciously word, word. questioning. Questioning or? subconsciously. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, You're not yeah, in the yeah. forefront of my mind, innit? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, for me, but in general, I was proud to be African. There was a lot of Africans, there was a lot of Caribbeans. We were just all black people. We just saw each other as one. We got mm-hmm. to that point where as like society was growing from that African versus Caribbean into just like everybody mixes with each other and loves each other. Yeah. That's what, that's the generation we grew up through. You know yeah. what I mean? So we saw the change. So the older generation, I probably saw that now, we're, we're, we're just different, really. So yeah. I've kind of moved with the times. So I still love to be African, but I accept everybody for who they are. Mm, me yeah. personally, I don't know. It's weird because I guess it's like, I was proud to be African. I was proud to be Ghanaian anyways. Even like African, maybe Ghanaian. But there was definitely like, because we grew up in a society that, that is very anti-African, I mm. definitely had that in me as well. Yeah. Like, for example, like my name is an African name. So, like, I didn't use my full name for a very, most of the years of my life. I used to, to use my full name, like, this part of my life because my name was very African. And is I didn't that like because, it. Is that especially in school, like, especially what the teachers, like, a queer... They didn't say my surname. They didn't even say You your... don't say people's surnames. You just say their name. Oh, they didn't say surnames when they did the register? No. Maybe, like, for the very first time. No. No, obviously no, not now. I'm talking about it for the very first time. Maybe they didn't know how to say the surname and stuff like that. Or I don't like, remember them saying surnames. Because why would you say a surname? Wow. Unless it, someone has the same name. So they'd be like, oh, Sarah, this one. That, that's Sarah, do you know what I mean? But Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like your name, the, the, the pronunciation of your name, it was always wrong. Just annoying. Always wrong, yeah. always wrong, all the time. Like, My friend day. called you Efia yesterday. <laughs> what? Not even the same name. <laughs> what friend is this? Efia. I'll tell you later. Oh my don't want to bait him on the... Oh my yeah. I, I met one queer before you, so I kept saying Akua, Akua, Akua. She's like, no, yeah, just forget Akua. it, just forget it. <sighs> Everyone gets my name wrong like all the time. Like all the t- Even some Ghanians say Akua. Yeah. Like diasporans? No. Huh? As an auntie, Akua. Maybe they just do it because they want to. Hmm. It all depends. It's down to the individual, isn't it? It just depends on how they... Because they shouldn't do that. What if they don't know how to say it and they're just being... Then us. Then they. Sh- then that's us. My problem. That's yeah. your problem. Yeah, but then you have fans of you that would just call you Akua, and they, and they shouldn't realize. call me that. Us. They shouldn't call me that. But what if a fan came up to the street and they saw your name and they say, "Okay, I like what Akua does." I'm just using that for example. Yeah, and I'll say that Mr. Queer. Sometimes I don't correct people though. Sometimes I just can't. Yeah, bother. It's, some, it's not every day, fam. You can't fight it. But no, like, obviously, I get, I get. What no, you're I'm not saying from, I can like, fight it, but I'm saying I'm just literally just saying people get my name wrong all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, no, like, I get, I get what you're saying. And no one gets my name right ever i think there was one person that got my name right but that's because he knew someone that was called a queer before mm. and someone else nah yeah people get my name wrong all the time but i was what i was saying before is i've always been proud to be Ghanaian, but i don't think i was proud to be african as a whole okay obviously growing up in a society that's anti-african like as i said like not using my full name because my full name was very african and um i would say oh yeah my name's brown my surname's brown <laughs> Do you say no. your surname was brown? Yes. Oh, whoa. Whoa. whoa! Chill, guys. <laughs> Chill, guys. Chill out, man. What the? <laughs> That's embarrassing. No, but you know what? It wasn't because I was African. It's because just giving them like a random surname. Crying. A random surname. So yeah, not because I was like not because my my surname was Boafo, but just because like maybe I don't want someone to know my surname. A queer not brown. Cause that, not because the African aspect of it. That doesn't sound right at all. A queer brown. You know? Or like maybe I would say like oh. Because, like, I don't look Ghanaian to people. Like, in, in second school, I, I, I might be like, oh, yeah, I'm half Portuguese. And people believe me. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. 
yeah. I can't lie. To be fair, on that year, I deceived my friend for like three years. I told him I was Brazilian. Three years. I could see that. Yeah, I can see I, it as well. Brazil. Yeah, I can see it as well. You know. Well done. <laughs> he's like are you sure <laughs> but yeah like, I, I can see as well I didn't see my friends for three years they're just like oh you're half Brazilian then I said like no I'm not Brazilian where did you get that from I said you Bruh. told me I was like oh no that's sorry that's a joke still Bruh. and you got vexed yeah <laughs> things like that or like even like within society Portuguese people that were black would say I'm from Portugal but you're black exactly. you can't be Portuguese like do you know what I mean you have, you're from you're from a different country huh can you not no I it's a you... European country you can't be black but if you're like, Brazilian and black, that's a different like, situation. No, is it not like being displaced? Like, have they not been displaced? But you're from a country. Oh, I thought like there were genuinely like black Portuguese people. No, who there's have been not. Displaced. Like, you're from either. So you're from somewhere in Africa, Angola, Cape Verde, Guinea-Bissau. Oh, these Portuguese people that just like you know. I thought I thought they were like descendants of slaves. Like, I didn't no, know they're not they descendants were. of slaves. They're literally just. Oh. No, the, the Portuguese had slaves. Yeah. They'd, like they had yeah. an empire for a while as well. Yeah. So mm. I I thought like. Black Portuguese people were generally like Portuguese, like they didn't no, know actually, the African roots. Portuguese people that like are light skin that have brown in them that maybe are like have lived in Portugal for ages and maybe I don't know but if they, they know where they're, they're from. Still kind of like tanned white. Yeah, like tanned. Like, yeah, they're tanned. They, they're, they're not still black. Be considered white because they're European as well. Really? Yeah, because yeah, it's, yeah. it's Mediterranean, isn't it? Like the Mediterranean yeah, skin. Be, yeah. Oh yeah, it's not Mediterranean. But, but um, yeah, they're tanned. But the black Portuguese people that are black, as in black like me, yeah, they're not Portuguese. They're I from an African country. Because I've met, I've met like fully black people that say they're from portugal yeah exactly so i thought like it was a genuine thing no it's not a thing they're literally african but they maybe they're born in portugal or their family are from portugal but they're, they're not like from fourth fifth generation either, yeah you know, like, yeah and at okay. that point you consider yourself like from there even though like your lineage is yeah okay. and people are literally just embarrassed to say they're african country like I've known people, a lot of people that just don't want to be classed as African. That's because of the society we lived in. I hope, hopefully now, they, they identify with being African, but, like, living in the UK, if you're, Portu- if you're from a Portuguese-speaking country, yeah, I'm from Portugal, but you're really from yeah. Angola. Yeah. Like, that was the society we grew up in. So, yeah, I was proud to be Ghanaian, but there was definitely an anti-Africanness in our society yeah. growing up, and that definitely affected me. Okay. So, did they... I think it affected everybody on some stage. Hundred percent, I had to. Must have. Anyone to who's African or even black in general or whoever, like, did you have identity questions? Put it in the comments below. Let's have a discussion. You know what I mean? Yeah.